Welcome back to EDU Me, the podcast that focuses on bridging the gap and fostering a stronger relationship between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in their children's education. My name is Poonam Saxena, and I am your host for this podcast. And today is going to be probably a trigger episode because some people are going to agree with me, some people aren't. And I try not to do too many of these type of episodes, but I am completely fired up right now about this whole book banning thing. We seem to go in cycles where we talk about banning books and the temperature gets really high and then it seems to subside a little bit and then we're back in it. So we're back in it, it seems. So I want to address that because I believe I have a unique perspective since I grew up in rural Georgia in the 1970s as a first generation Indian kid. My parents immigrated. We were the only Indians in our community for the first, gosh, I think 12 years. It was a very long time. And We were having to learn the culture and what we needed to do to assimilate. So we were thrust into reading all of these different types of books. And in a minute, I'm not only going to talk about the types of books that impacted me that are on the potential banned list, but I'm going to compare it to music. And you, you just need to hang on for a second as I try and get through all of this. So bear with me. We're, getting, we're going somewhere, I promise you. So let's talk about banning books. What does that mean? It basically means that children especially are not allowed to read that book for certain content. And when we talk about that, I want to be very clear that I am not a proponent of it. Banning books in schools means that we are taking one person's point of view and changing it to fit the narrative of what we believe, whoever we is. So... Like I said, I grew up in rural Georgia. 20 minutes down the street from where I grew up is Terra, Georgia, where Gone with the Wind was, was filmed. Now, think about that. That's where I grew up. Now, granted, I grew up several decades later in the same area, but not much changes in rural Georgia. So that's the environment I grew up in. I did a little bit of research. I'm trying to understand why is Gone with the Wind so controversial because that's where I grew up. I don't have to agree with everything that was in the movie or the book. But that's part of the culture and the history 
of Georgia. So when I did my research, I found out that it ignores racial injustices and is a pro-Confederate movie. Now, mind you, I know this is a trigger episode, so just kind of tune me out. Stop the podcast if you don't want to hear it. I am really okay with it. I promise. But when you're talking about racial injustices in 1939, think about that. That was not even on anybody's radar. Did we potentially know it was wrong? Yes. But we were not privy or we were not aware or we were not heightenedly aware and definitely not as politically correct as we are today. So when you're banning a book that was written in 1939, it's authentic and true to the time period it was written in. Do I agree with it? No. Did I read the book? Did I watch the movie? Yes. Did I learn something? Yes. Did I learn what I didn't want to see happen in the society I live in? Yes. So there is a purpose to that book today that is vastly different than the one when it was written. And I just realized that my heater was on, so I just turned that off, so hopefully there is no more humming in the background. Let's go on to another book, The Kite Runner. It is about a young boy who is molested and is Afghanistan and the war-torn portion of the country and the struggles that he has not only to deal with his emotional and physical trauma that he's endured, but also the fact that he's in a war-torn country and they're just trying to survive. So when I researched why it was being banned, it was for sexual content, sensitive themes, homosexuality, harsh language, and racism. I'm going to let you sit with that for just a second. It's interesting that this book is considered being banned for these issues because they're real. It happened. It happens daily all across the globe. And by banning this book, we are silencing someone's trauma, their voice, their hurt, their disbelief, their pain. I read this book and I cried because it is unimaginable that anyone goes through this type of horror. So 
while I understand that it is a hard book to read, it is an important book to read because we need to know that this is happening and it is incumbent upon us to ensure that that doesn't happen to others. Now we're talking about a whole host of books. James and the Giant Peach, which my kids loved, but it's being considered for banning because of alcohol, drugs, and violence. To Kill a Mockingbird because of profanity and racial discrimination. Catcher in the Rye, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Color Purple, and Toni Morrison's Beloved. They're being banned in schools because of the sensitive issues that they cover and the impact that it has had on a certain section of our population. So I pose to you, how, how do we teach our children empathy, compassion, understanding, learning, advocacy, without understanding the pain, trauma, and challenges our fellow humans are enduring. I understand that if you do not want your child to learn something about some topic, some issue that is being taught in schools. That's your right as a parent. And that's where parent engagement comes in. That's your voice for your child. But I will challenge you that you, for your voice, do not have the right just as I don't, to tell my child what they can and cannot learn. Just as I do not impose that on you, it is my job to ensure that my children are well-equipped to handle what's out in the world. And it's okay for you to equip yours in the manner you see fit. But you don't have the right to be able to voice your opinion and affect my child's learning because of your beliefs. I know, I'm getting a little preachy right now and it's because I'm so fired up about this. I am horrified at the fact that our children may not learn about someone else's point of view, their struggles, their challenges, their PTSD. 
I don't want all my friends to have gone through or read or have a point of view that aligns with mine. I want those different points of view so that I can ask questions and inquire because I personally believe that makes me a stronger person. I promised you in the beginning of this episode that I was going to compare these books to music. We all love music, right? Every one of us loves to sway to the beat, tap our feet, clap our hands, jump up and down, bang our heads, however we enjoy music. And like I said, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. So let me talk to you about music in the 70s and 80s and even the 60s. Let's talk about the Beatles, Hey Jude, where they talk about drugs. Probably one of the most popular songs from the Beatles. Yet we don't ban them. When Madonna came out and she wore these outrageous outfits, provocative and sultry. And for a teenage kid, that was unbelievable. She was probably the most outrageous dresser as a performer of her time. Like a Virgin was one of her songs. Great beat. Very easy to dance to. We didn't ban her song. And then one of my favorite songs, Rick James's Super Freak. No one batted an eyelash at that song. It was very provocative and very sultry. And now that I think about it and I look back on it, I'm amazed that no one said anything. And you know what? Even if they did, they did something that was very easy to do. They changed the station. They turned it off. They walked away. We can do that with books too. We as parents are able to voice our concerns and then ask our children not to read them because they need a little more experience under their belt before they do. But please don't tell me what my child is able to read or not read. And by the way, parents, I'm going to share with you a little secret that you probably don't know or you don't want to believe. 
Your children already know this stuff. They already know about these hot-button issues that are causing you so much strife. The challenge for us parents is that we need to talk to our children, to understand what they know, to fill in the gaps, to be that truth-telling person, the reality-setting person that our children need. And our teachers need to be that voice too. They have a unique opportunity to share the honesty and the unemotional piece of these challenging issues where children can learn and understand. And if your kids were like my kids, they heard their teachers more than they heard what I said. They may have heard what I said, but they were more willing to listen and comprehend and ingest the information that their teachers are providing. I am a huge proponent of reading of reading everything and anything that interests you. But it's our obligation as parents to ensure that our children have the factual information and not hear it from their peers who may have a different take on it or from music that absolutely glorifies these challenges that you don't want your children to read in books. Or worse yet, they see it on the internet, on TikTok, Instagram, or whatever the social media platform is of the day. We need that honesty. We need that human connection. We need them to learn from everything and everyone that we possibly can so that we can raise and create and mold a future of leaders that can actually solve problems and lead with empathy and compassion. And so today I'm going to leave you with a quote by a 10-year-old in Florida as she was speaking to the school board. I can assure you that I have learned about Christopher Columbus every year since kindergarten, and I have never felt an urge to discover and colonize my neighbor's backyard. Kids deserve more credit than those in this room are giving. We have morals and common sense.
Lola is a pretty smart young 10-year-old. And I hope that this episode has prompted you to want to think about how we educate our children and what we want our children to be, not today, but in the future. And what is the catalyst? What is the methodology? What is the path that we want them to travel to get there? I appreciate your time. I appreciate your making it this far through the episode. And I want you to remember always that we are all working together to educate our children better. And we can only do that when we teach our children what they need to know about how every person has challenges, how they overcome them, and how they cope. Until next time, take care. Send me a message if you have been enlightened or traumatized by this episode. And I will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye.